Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Horror Story podcast. We're the officially unofficial podcast for American Horror Story on FX. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Today is a cold, gray morning in November. Perfect for Feedback Friday. It's we're November talking November already. What? It's November already. I That's know. crazy. Halfway, I feel like we're ha- we're a third of the way through November already. We are nine tenths of the way through American Horror Story. <laughs> this is the Feedback Friday for episode eight oh nine. Fire and rain, rain. Not not like rain. Not like, like the James rain. Taylor rain. Yeah. Exactly. Not like the cold November rain that we've got outside right now, but like the a royal rain. Uh, what? So any any other thoughts you had about this episode before we get right into feedback? I do not. Okay, let's do it. ahs.baldmove.com or forums.baldmove.com is where you send into this feedback. First up, Tracy S. The teenagers from the early episodes seem to be the kids from Asylum. The timeline doesn't work, but again, this is the Ryan Murphy show. If you remember the end of Asylum, Evan Peters and Jessica Lang were raising the alien babies from his wife and crazy oh, girlfriend. I remember. Remember, they're the only two we know who are held in the cages, and we at least know that he was there because of a special DNA. Just a thought. Uh, love listening to you guys. You are living my dream. My husband and I cannot agree on a single TV show. Ah, uh, well, that's... Well, that's, we can't either, to... and that's, that's, that's why I don't get paid for this, I guess. <laughs> Every no, we every time we try to actually every time we try to select a good show, it gets canceled. The only or, one that we can't kill is American Horror Story. Right? Yeah. We'll keep trying though. Uh, Benny let's Dreadful's see. coming back. Have huh? we talked about this? Uh, there, it's it is and it isn't. It's coming back minus Ava Green and Josh Hartnett and the cool nineteenth-century Victorian England plot, but we'll yeah, I don't Penny, know. Yeah, Penny Earful is definitely coming back for it. So if anyone's a fan of that, keep an eye on the feed when that comes out. I uh, mean, at the very least, we'll we'll oh, do yeah. a short podcast and talk about it, even oh, if yeah. it sucks. Yeah, we got to, we got to. Uh, so back, so I want to talk about this because I've kind of come around the hashtag Team Cecily on this. Now that they have dabbled in time travel. I feel like all of the questions about them being the wrong age, etc., could be resolved if these are like really significant twins that the witches could have gone back in time and snatched them up, right? I mean, that Here's fixes the all the problems. You can do whatever the hell you want. Oh, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Here's the thing. These kids have had sex. <laughs> and I don't think that... I just don't think Ryan Murphy would do that. They're alien bait. Oh, you don't think Ryan Murphy oh, no, would no, do no. incest? Incest is so hot on television They're not twins. Right now. I, I do this every single time. They're not twins. They're right. just half, half brother and sister. If that, because they're alien babies. Alien babies. Alien babies. Love it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So take I'm, on all theories here. I'm warming up because this season, now that they got to Doctor Who in my warlocks and witchcraft, I'm I'm enthusiastic about the twins somehow being related to the Asylum timeline. Fuck it. Why not? Yes. I want to go back and listen to the first episode again. And you hated this series so much. <laughs> uh, but it well, makes the most sense in a way that doesn't make any sense at all i didn't know the witches were going to get the delorean that's all <laughs> uh double penetration in chicago oh wait that's dp that is automatically translated oh so the lawsuit by the satanic simple against oh yeah so this is a satanist who has stepped out of the shadows to answer the question we asked about Ooh. uh the inner workings of the political system of, of satanism 
says, so the lawsuit about a satanic temple against Sabrina is more straightforward and less Scientology-ish than what I think you understand it to be. The satanic temple is not suing the show because they have Baphomet, quote-unquote, copyrighted. They are suing the show because of the physical use of the statue of the Academy of Unseen Arts' main lobby. The show is using the statue that a member of the temple designed, built, and donated to the temple to be used as a satanic representation on various state house grounds where the state has allowed a Ten Commandments or other Christian religious idol or icon to be established. The statue itself is, for all intents and purposes, a specific and unique piece of art owned by the uh, satanic temple. The satanic temple. The satanic temple. <laughs> Baphomet is an individual, or however you want to explain it, uh, is not the subject of copyright suit, but the specific statue is. I've included photos of the statue from Sabrina and the statue owned by the temple. So they're identical. Like this, if you don't know, it's a picture of Baphomet, and he's got his, like, you know, double bang fingers up in the front, up in the sky, and his other double bang fingers pointing, like, at a 45 degree angle, uh, safely discharging his finger guns into the ground in the air. Uh, and he's got a, a boy and a girl like sitting at his feet or standing and looking up adoringly at him. And you can see how this is like uh, are they troll twins? bait. Troll bait for they are. There are. Oh. They are. But aliens, who knows? And Satan. <laughs> Between the aliens and the Satan, they they could be each other's mothers. Um. So I, I here's the thing. I still think that it's kind of a dick move to sue Sabrina. Like. Yeah. What 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 are the da- Okay, if the Satanic Temple's ideology and he's going to explain this in a minute is to you know essentially uh to 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 meet the Christian uh people who want statues of the 10 commandments and crosses and whatever on on public secular grounds then raising awareness of that statue and making it a thing is probably good, right? It would be the same as if, you know, ma- imagine if the 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 roles were reversed and you had Baphomet. You know, Baphomet was this was the uh, largest religion in the United States, and Christians were the upstart cult, and they lobbied to get their cross uh, put in in the the lobbies. They lobbied to get a cross put in the lobby of the Supreme Court of Alabama, for example. Just to just to pluck a random example out of the air. Uh, and and then a TV show about the Christian cult popularized that symbol. Why the fuck would they sue over it? It's but, free. Like, I mean, what if you saw the cross, but you didn't know, or but you thought that that lobby had come up with the idea? Who, like, oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, yeah. I'm, but I, now that they're suing them for it, we understand the relevance and the uh, origin of the statue. I didn't know that before. Yeah, I didn't know it was a church of satan thing and with this emailer's email (laughs) i've learned that there's two separate things about lobbying lobbies about churches and temples Uh, it's like it must be like a jewish versus catholic thing well here's the thing so like like, they don't really believe that the devil came back so you got the satanic temple and the church of state Satan, Satan, uh the state of of jason state of Satan. Uh, I worship J- the Church of Statham, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I watch Crank and Crank, too, every other weekend. The Satanic Temple Amen. and the Church of Satan are vastly different in their ideologies. Church of, uh, the Church of Satan is much more in the grain of actually believing in a supernatural Satan than abused as followers and worshipers of power, whereas the Satanic Temple is absolutely not. It's an organization that's set up to basically challenge laws around the country to protect Christianity on religious liberty grounds. Furthermore, members of the TST do not believe in anything supernatural, no devil, no God, or nothing. It's a very atheist religion, 
It's interesting. Set up with a main purpose of furthering humanism and having religious grounds to challenge unfair and discriminatory laws passed by overzealous Christian, Judeo-Christian lawmakers. Uh, that is that is interesting. I still think that Sabrina, like the like the eva- the value of having your movement, even if it's not explicitly called out, um, put on something with as much potential popularity as Sabrina. It's like that's got to be worth. Because here's the thing: I've seen Baphomet pop up on my front page of Reddit probably every three or four months. It's on r slash news or r slash whatever atheism. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a joke, right? I mean, isn't this like like just having this much free publicity seems like I, 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 to, to sue you got to you got to prove damages, and I'm not sure where the hell the damages are coming from here. But maybe the lawsuit is part of the publicity. So I think I've just come back around to the Satanic Temple playing this part. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, Br- this is still f- my first exposure to it, so bring a fi- bring a, fr- a feminist a feminist lawsuit. Uh, bring a frivolous lawsuit against uh, the 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 production of Sabrina to boost the signal. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. All right, moving isn't on. It, isn't just suing someone for using your image just like a devilish thing to do? Anyway, it is a dick move, <laughs> and it's so on brand for Satanism. Yeah, so on brand. Uh, for the 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 rebel Lucifer brand, <laughs> uh, Rebecca. Sorry, Aaron. I'm definitely on Team Cecily. Ah, oh, shit. I Aaron's think, on Team Cecily. I think we now. found out this morning that everyone's on Team Cecily. Everyone. I enjoyed it, but I still felt it still felt like kind of filler to me. I know Ryan Murphy loves to do a million flashbacks, but I think this season could have possibly gone better if they had actually started from the beginning. The present after the blast where everyone is dead anyway seems like an eternity ago, and I have no idea how they're going to get back to it. They're going to get back to it next season, where you vaguely remember all the plots and say, oh yeah, that's about right, sure. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one who's tired of shows doing time travel? It seems like it's happened in the last few shows I've watched, and it seems like a cop-out. Um, what sh- other shows have done time t- travel lately? Um, she She... Put some examples in there, but I took them out oh, no. because they might be. She considered them spoilers. We need to go back in time and and re- restore the pure timeline of her email. <laughs> um, so I mean, I can tell you, and then you can decide whether or not to cut it if you think it's a spoiler. Nah, I, I'll take I take okay. her at her word. I take her at her word. So about the time jumps, I mean that's that's kind of been one of my complaints about oh. Murphy stuff all the time mm-hmm. like it seems like it's needlessly complicated and it's also he reminds me of a guy who's in the middle of telling you a pretty good story and he keeps digressing like <laughs> and he, then and then yeah it's like i uh i got in an accident oh really that's amazing tell me more oh yeah well i was going through the light we'll see the reason i was running late because what had happened is my daughter the night before has running late on a school project. Well, let me, and let me tell you that my daughter she's she's always late on her school projects. Right. And, yeah. Right. I this get it. this damn volcano and I had to go out to the store to get vent and like suddenly it's like <laughs> what the fuck I just want to hear about your car wreck. Now I'm learning about your kid's college fund like and I, I feel like that he does that that these digressions are essentially great like. Cool things he wants to throw in, or connections he wants to make that he hasn't earned. So he just like, well, this this was going to make sense because I'm going to show you the flashback that puts the context. That's a that's a it's a pretty shitty way to tell a story and confusing, and especially when it's it's used as a shortcut and not like some kind of intricate plot point. But 
Having said that, he's also been shoving just a lot of high octane fan service uh, down our throats, and I'm, fan I'm, I'm liking that. Oh yeah, all this witch shit, all of this witch stuff is ta- is, is fan service. I don't know if I agree with that. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How would you interpret the season if not fan service? I don't know. I, I, as a fan, I don't feel serviced. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is a very nostalgic season because it's essentially going yeah, I back. Think to- your favorite season was Coven, so you feel particularly pleased by having witches come back. But they also have the murder house tie-in, and they've put little bits and pieces of ever. Like they had the Hotel Cortez. They've got little bits and pieces of all these seasons in there, and I feel like. That has got to be by definition fan service because yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's it's uh, it, and it's it's and here's the telling thing of why it's fan service is because we've heard from multiple fans that have come in here just you know thinking oh this is an anthology and jump right in they're like we're lost we don't understand what's going on um, I, I feel like that's there he is. At the point in the show where he doesn't care about alienating new new viewers. Uh, even though he's got this anthology show that's never been connected by dropping an, an interconnected nostalgia bomb on everyone. Right. He's more interested in introducing new vi- yeah. viewers to aliens. You want to turn out the base. <laughs> wants to turn out the base. Uh, so something I noticed while watching a preview for next week, Rebecca continues, is it didn't say next week on the season finale. It just said the finale. So will Aaron be right and we get a two-part season? Yes. I just hope so because there's way too much to wrap up in an hour. I Yeah, there's. I would bet about a month's pay that we're going to have a two-part season. Yeah, there's absolutely no way that they are wrapping this up next week. Todd, we learned in this episode that Dinah the Voodoo High Priestess did in fact have a talk show on the side and was sponsored by Satan himself, or at least greenlit for 13 episodes. So I wonder if she got one of those uh, Netflix talk show deals. That sounds like a Netflix talk. The, 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 the talk obsession show? with 13 episodes is, is very Netflix. Very unlucky number, too. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, Dinah was never put in any, under any kind of memory spell since she was fully aware of who she was at the outpost. If you say so. <laughs> and if you were, yeah, I mean, it could be like a cipher kind of thing from The Matrix where he wanted to be plugged back in and forget about all the, the uh, satanic skullduggery that she had to do. Become unwoke. If she, Go back to sleep. <laughs> if uh, you recall, when Michael was interviewing everyone back in episode two, Dinah promised him that she wouldn't interfere with his plans since she didn't have the power to stop him anyway. So why did Cordelia resurrect her along with Coco and Mallory, especially since Dinah was the one who helped Michael kill almost everyone at Miss Robichaux's Academy? Maybe <laughs> she hoped that she could persuade Dinah to help them, but there se- this seems like a long shot. Hmm. That's a good question. Is it possible that Dinah and Cordelia are working a very long con together? That mm. like they're the the witches put this kind of uh sham defense that was quickly penetrated and the witch the, the and the witches were all slaughtered as some kind of gambit because otherwise it doesn't really make sense for her to bring her back to to bring her back to life. Right, that be like George Washington resurrecting Benedict Arnold. You know, why would he do that? I guess it's possible. But the last time we saw them working together, she tried and failed like her mother to get Papa Legba to accept her soul. Mm. So I'm not sure what's in it for her to work with her specifically. 
And that's the other thing. It'd be ironic if Cordelia turned down Papa Legba's deal and she ends up getting all the witches killed anyway. So you got you got the death of seven billion people on the planet and all the witches. And Papa Legba's like, see, I told you. Told you. Not such a bad deal now, is it? I don't want my voice is cracking like a teenager, but it is. I just have one question for you. Okay. Would you like fries with that? Uh why were Coco and Mallory even under a memory spell if Dinah knew who they were all along? That's another damn fine question. <laughs> was Cordelia trusting that Dinah would keep her mouth shut after all their history, or was she simply not aware Dinah would be there? Some supreme. Yeah. yeah. I just think they took a regular witch and put sour cream on it and called it supreme. <laughs> I, 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 the only explanation is Cordelia and Dinah are working together. It's like a deep cover double agent thing, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But if if you kind of squint and, and view it through a, a Ryan Murphy prism, sure. Sure. I think we got definite proof that Bubbles McGee and Grandmother Gallant are two different characters since Michael immolated the soul of the former in this episode. Yeah, I am reluctantly climbing down off of that hill and refusing to die upon it because I didn't think that he would cast... Multiple actors in multiple roles in the same damn season that's time skipping left, right, and center. But apparently, he has he is he's doing just that. Right. I think it was last week or the week before. Someone wrote in and said that they, uh, in defense of Mutt and Jeff being the same characters that we saw in the beginning of the season, um, and they said that Ryan Murphy did that because. They had short bit role, roles, so they would give them multiple roles to do more. Sure. But that doesn't really explain uh, Sarah Paulson being Cordelia and Miss Venable. Yeah, I need it. Like, if you're going <laughs> to, here, if, if you're going to do that in the future, Murphy, put a prosthetic nose on him. Or. Purple hair works for me. I or, think that's a good. Or, uh, uh, but, but that's something that's a mutable characteristic. Put it, give him a facial scar. Something. <laughs> something so we. There's uh, absolutely no way it can be the same. Yeah. Change your eye color or something because otherwise... See, I'm, you're not even safe then because... Especially can, when they got the memory spells and you're jumping around in time. Like, fuck, man. Fuck. Give us some kind of anchor in this time and space line. You right. Got. And Miss Venable's a new character this season, so it could have been anyone other than Sarah Paulson playing her. Yeah. Uh, doesn't make sense to me. You know who would be who would be really good? Who? Lady Gaga. You're right. Lady Gaga could have scoliosis with a with a with, with a cane. You're right. You're right. She could. Or she's born that way. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's move a on. Star is born that way. A star is born that way. David. So this isn't about fire and rain, but about AHS in general. We all know that Ryan Murphy is all about the clues, and I find myself wondering if the bit one of the biggest clues about the series as a whole has been hiding in plain sight the entire time. The opening titles. Other than Roanoke, every season has had titles, and the only thing about these titles that doesn't change at all is a creepy vocal whispering Wibbershirip. Or however you would spell that. So on a whim yeah, it's the it's the it's the Bumblebee Transformer sound. So, on a whim, I threw that little piece of audio into Adobe Audition, reversed it, and what did I find? All right. So, with the with the magic of post-production, I'm going to include the clip that he's speaking of, and you guys can judge for yourself. I want to play it like three times in a row. Now, have you fixed in your mind firmly what you think this thing is saying? Because even backwards, it still sounds like to me. But he's saying it's saying Myrtle Snow. 
We got a full-blown Laurel and Yanni situation here. <laughs> uh, he wonders, has Ryan Murphy been telling us that she's the most important character in the entire series? She's appeared, as you know, in season three, and it's been completely possible that he has things planned out at least to the point where they, uh, when they produced Murder House. I mean, this can't be a coincidence. I think it can be a coincidence. It can be a vocal artifact. It can be... In your head, there's a lot of things here, David. A lot of things it could be. Yeah, I don't, I don't hear it. Yeah, I'm just hearing the. Sh- 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 but I don't disagree that she could be the key to everything. Mm. Yeah, I mean she's she's definitely awesome. When I rewatched Coven, I got really excited because I thought when we were flashing back to Romanoff's time, I actually thought that they were asserting that Myrtle Snow herself is Anastasia Romanoff. And I'm like, fuck yes, this is cool. Right. Turns out they just are like they just. You know, she's she's aware. She's aware of Anastasia, mm-hmm. which makes her roughly as cool as me, who is also aware of Anastasia. <laughs> who isn't aware? I'm aware. I'm aware. There was a there was a DreamWorks uh, animated series. You ever seen that? I've seen the Disney movie Anastasia. I thought it was I thought it was DreamWorks. No, really? Yeah, that was one of my favorite movies growing up. I can still I still remember the big ballroom ballroom song. Hmm. I remember all the words to it. Hmm. We're going to have a pop culture off right here. Oh, this is the best. This is the best Team Aaron and Team Cecily result. It is a 1997 American animated musical fantasy adventure film. Jesus, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Directed and produced by former Walt Disney feature animation director directors Don Bluth and Gary Goldman in association with Fox Animation Studios. Oh. Interesting. So we're both wrong. That's, like I said, that's, that's, the, that's the best. Either bo- both being right or both being wrong. Clearly, we couldn't both be right. You know what? That makes sense. Because she was a princess, and you never see her in all of the princess-related That's what things. I was thinking. She's an actual princess. No fucking way there wouldn't be Anastasia in the Walt Disney store. Um, anyway, so let's move on to... Wait. Why do we start... Oh, I just made the offhand comment about Anastasia. I thought like, maybe this was connected back to David. We should play that backwards. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Anastasia played backwards as Analasia, I think. Oh. That sounds painful. Asia anal? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Meg, why couldn't this have been on Halloween? All they had to do is dress it in black and make up some shit about how they need a full moon, show some kids trick-or-treating outside the house, and boom, Halloween episode. Wasn't even that hard. Otherwise, the season has been great with no other complaints. I just can't believe they blew such a perfect opportunity to enjoy the holiday. This was, I think, a little bit more fun of an episode, but it's still pretty empty. Still pretty candy corn. Not the true full-size snicker that we were hoping to get. I like candy corn. I like candy corn, too, but still, would you rather have, you know, a little baggie of candy corn, or would you rather have a full-size snicker? I have a peanut allergy. (laughs) (laughs) Are you allergic to circus peanuts? You know what? Because I I have a peanut allergy, but it's just to circus peanuts. Just to circus peanuts, yes. God. Can you even still buy those those that shitty candy? Uh, yes, and it should be illegal. God, it's so bad, so bad. It's like I would literally rather eat packing peanuts. Wait, okay. What would you rather eat? Circus peanuts or black licorice? Oh, bra- black licorice. Really? I think black licorice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Because it has it has a flavor. It's just not just not the taste of depression, <laughs> which is what circus peanuts are. Joe, wow! This season has surprised <laughs> me from its very humble beginnings. <laughs> Sorry, I made an abrupt jump to Christopher Walken there. Wow, wow! This season has surprised me from its very humble beginnings. I was stunned to see the next week was the finale because it's only just the beginning of November. Usually the typical season has a bunch of meh episodes that feel like filler, and since the witches showed up, it has been balls to the wall. Riddle me this. When did Queenie do her Queenie magic on Kathy Bot's uh, or why, why, <laughs> why, when Queenie did her Queenie magic on Kathy Bot's and her robot goo came out, wasn't she as stunned as she was post-apocalypse when it happened? Also, will FX have a spin-off prequel of the robot building wonder twin Dorothy Hamill guys? I'd watch it. Uh, I think it's because Kathy Bots herself gets memory wiped in between this assault on the Robo Show Academy and the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that makes sense because she didn't she didn't know she was a robot. She didn't know her true identity as Kathy Bots uh, or Michael for that matter right. when he showed up. So that's I think that's the, the explanation right there. Uh, moving on, Zach, I'd like to hear you consider some information. Consider us considering. Until this week's episode, I would have told you that this season's ending with a big fat to be continued was a done deal. Either that uh, they come back to it next season as a two-parter or they do something else as was season nine and then loop everything back together. The conclusion to this and everything else in season 10. Either way, the pace of the season has been so slow. I kept saying there's no way they can wrap this up in four, then three, then holy hell, two episodes. However, as soon as I realized that Mutt and Jeff were the archetypes of the apocalypse, architects of the apocalypse, I started getting worried that this thing would be hurriedly rushed to the 10th episode finish line. See, after each episode, there's been a few major questions that we're supposed to be looking for answers to. Who are the teenagers? What is Miss Venerable's connection to the cooperative? Mm-hmm. How did Michael go from how we last saw him at yes. the end of the season to a full-blown Antichrist? That kind of thing. Some of them got answered as we went along, and others got turned into different questions. Specifically, I'm referring to the question about how Michael communicates with his dad and how he came to decide to set the apocalypse on motion. When last week's episode is entirely a Michael Bottle episode where none of that was really addressed, I felt like they would only do that if they had so much story left to tell that they weren't worried about an episode of backstory exposition towards the end of the season because we're still in the middle of the story. Okay. But this episode, it looks like they explained it all away at the wink and an elbow nudge. Instead of these questions being explored at the same pace as the rest of the season, we just get a ton of answers, and they were all super disappointing. The cooperative is the Illuminati. Mutt and Jeff just install Miss Venerable. <laughs> the list goes on, and we are just sprinting to get the chessboard to where it needs to be when the bomb went off. You could say it's like we're in a hurry to get somewhere. Mm. But most disappointing, is my, in my opinion, is the reveal that Michael, in fact, does not know whether or not this is some of what his dad wants him to do. These two idiots manipulated their way into convincing Michael to do it. I was really hoping they were going to see more of an evolution of how Michael later talks to his father and a real gradual transformation into the creepier version of him we meet at the outpost. Um, It feels like the opportunity to do some really cool stuff has been squandered. Don't get me wrong, I love the tone of this season, and some things that felt rushed, like Michael just showing up and murdering all the witches, led to some really banging shit like the Mallory's bathtub scene. But with so many questions being answered so fast, with so few questions being created, I can see them putting a bow on this thing next episode. Thoughts? Oh. I they're still in don't defense see it. of it being at the end? Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're arguing for it to be. I, I still... I Do mean, you're... 
you're Do right. Do we know the runtime of next week yet? No, I have not okay. seen. They've even stopped updating like the directors and writers of the stuff. Like, you know, the next day they don't even have the information on IMDb. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand who in FX is supposed to be. Figuring all this shit who's out. Who's running this ship? Who's <laughs> running this thing, Murphy? Um, I, I, I still think it's too much. I think that if he tries to just wrap everything up with a bow, it's going to piss a lot of people off because, boy, people really like this season. Um, you know, it used to be that American Horror Story would shut down with like five to three episodes to go right before Thanksgiving and then come back in the early winter. Sorry, late winter. Why are we sure they're not just doing that? Like they're going to be like, stay tuned till next February for the exciting conclusion of. I could see them doing that. Could you? Because I mean, they haven't I, done because, it in like three years, but right. But also, Ryan Murphy hasn't tweeted that out yet, so it's definitely not going mm, to happen. Maybe. And there's no maybe. way they're going to keep that a secret. Also, there's no way they're going to split a season in twain. <laughs> And give us ten episodes in the first half. Yeah, it's probably it'd be more like an eight-five split. But I don't know. Maybe he's on a secret diet, and by that I don't mean he's actually <laughs> secretly trying to diet. I mean he's actually on a diet of telling secrets. He's trying to cut back, cut back on those empty secret calories. Interesting. Uh, Elena Mack. The episodes of American Horror Story Apocalypse are hard to judge because this entire season has been exposition. We were teased that the plot would be a post-apocalyptic showdown between the witches and Antichrist, but the first few episodes were about Miss Venerable and the bunker and everything after that, or was it before that, has been about how the Antichrist caused the apocalypse and the witches couldn't stop it. I feel like a lot of stuff this season could have been condensed, like the last two episodes into one, but I can't say for sure since I didn't know what the full story looks like. Will this season even end in the present-day standoff? Yes, I think it literally will end there with the words to be continued. It's gotta. It's gotta. There's no other way. No other way. Right. Uh, to be TB in Kansas. To Binkinsaw. To Binkinsaw. If Miss Venerable skull... <laughs> Does he hate that so much? I don't he know. I don't know. They've never... Uh, it's gotta be really obnoxious. They started spelling it out, so I wouldn't do it. That would, in- that would indicate that they were not fans. We're probably being dicks by insisting to do this to Beaconsaws, right. but it's fun to say. So it's sorry, to, say. to Beaconsaw. I also don't know how Arkansas can be Arkansas and Kansas can be Kansas. Like they're literally spelled that. That's 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 bizarre. That'd be Ark like Kansas. <laughs> that'd be like uh, pronounce. You'd, it's it'd like, be like putting saying, a city in Kentucky that's named after a French city. Like yeah. Versailles and pronouncing it Versailles intentionally. Right. right. Or it'd be it'd like almost saying, be like that. It'd be like saying Baron and Aaron. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Uh anyway, apologies, T B in Kansas. Let's get to your email. Bayron. Bayron. If Miss Venerable Scoliosis gives her balancing problems that require the aid of a cane, she might want to consider more practical footwear than three inch stilettos. Probably. Probably. It makes her feel fabulous. Who? Uh, Miss Venerable. Venable. 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 She's definitely Venable. (laughs) I'd Ven the hell. I'd put her in a Ven diagram. She's Venable as fuck. Oh, yeah. Overlap it, baby. Also, ooh, good witchcraft strategy and tactics here. Queenie should have cut her own arm off to amputate Robo Mead's gun arm, but I guess hindsight is 20-20. Right. I got a question. Why the fuck does a human voodoo doll work on a robot? 
Like, could she do that with a car? Could she, like, cut her arm off and make a tire fall off? Oh, that's interesting. Like, no, I think it's what be biological a process when she slits her throat is, hap- is, is simultaneously happening there in Ka- uh, Kathy Botts? Like, if she stabs her heart, what does that do to Kathy Botts? Kathy Botts doesn't have a heart, presumably. Right. I have that question myself, too. There's got to be... I mean, there's definitely a magic spell or process that happens because not every wound she she takes is uh also mirrored on someone else mm. i think you have to be in the mindset because Maybe she's been, she, but she she's has been to gored it, right? by a bull before yeah which is yeah. pretty pretty hideous see i thought the whole deal was she had to do it to herself like, if I punched oh. her in the face, it wouldn't be like I punched myself in the face. It's... Oh, so, like, if you stub your own toe, it doesn't actually hurt? Yeah, yeah, it would hmm, or, be interesting. Yeah. Like, if she's in some... Um, it's like, if she... Just if she always linked to somebody, world. she has to consciously switch it, or can she just be unlinked and experience the pain herself? I imagine she could. I don't know. But, uh, anyway. I would love to, but I Yeah, that would have been, been the way to go. That had been the way to go to, to be in Kansas. I feel like the show has wasted an awful lot of time on the teenagers in the first few episodes, considering they've played no part in the story whatsoever since then. I don't see how the show can circle back to them in the final episode that makes them relevant in any significant way. You're right. That's why it can't happen. If this, if we end next season is just done, or next episode is done deal, then this is going to be the running joke for the next two seasons of American Horror Story. Every fucking episode, we're going to ask the question... How does this relate to the teenagers in in Apocalypse? Uh, it's better than just completely forgetting, I guess. Yeah. Like, I find myself, if we go back and watch the season once I, it's over from the very beginning, I feel like there's going to be a lot of loose threads that we think, what? I couldn't even tell you what these people look like. I couldn't like, either. Like, especially the guy. There's a girl if he shows, and a boy, for sure. If he, I might be able to recognize the girl, but the guy is so not distinctive, I... You know, if a if a bowl of banana pudding walked onto the set, I'd be like, "Is that the teenager? Is that the genetically gifted guy?" I honestly can't tell the difference. Also, what what do you think about the Brian Murphy? Not maybe not intentionally, but definitely subscribing to the trope of punishing your gays. <laughs> There's one gay couple, and they're one of them was the first to die. The stew is stew. Mm. What? Why do you even need those characters? Mm. Especially when you had that table pretty chock full of people. I mean, he's he's made Sarah Paulson be in all eight of these seasons. That's that's punishing the gays and right two there. Two lead roles in the first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's really been in like ten seasons. It's like You're LeBron right. James has played thirty-seven <laughs> seasons of basketball since he's gotten like really far in the postseason. Every time he's got like all Sarah Paulson has been in seventeen seasons worth of American Story. Uh, yeah, Sarah Paulson's American got six rings on. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she does. Uh, Michelle from Cali. Uh, Cecily might just have her asylum reference after all. While watching the Romanoff scene last night, it reminded me of the Anne Frank storyline from Asylum and her flashbacks to Auschwitz. I mean, it might be a bit of a reach, but it might be something. It might be historical tragedy. And that's 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 a good asylum reference for me. I'm yeah. on Team Cecily. Yeah. All all the things point back. Thank you. I really needed this validation this week. And she says otherwise, and she posted the alien, the alien guy. Yeah, you know the aliens, aliens. guy. Aliens, my hair is standing on end. <laughs> <laughs> 
and that is all the feedback we have for this week. Uh, I, man, I wish we should look in to see if there's uh, some kind of proposition bet in Vegas about whether this is going to be a two-parter season or not, because I would love to take a week's pay and put that on there. I wonder what the odds would be. I would bet you, except I think we're of both of the same opinion. It's probably it's, it's one of those bullshit bets where you have to like bet a thousand dollars to win a thousand and ten because it's like, yeah, obviously it's going to happen. Ryan Murphy just like I'm trying to post post a bet as Ryan Murphy's posting a tweet that says, "Just so you guys know, next week's not the end. We're going to come back in 2019 and really wrap this whole witch thing up." Lol, lol, lol. Yep, that's exactly what the tweet would say, and then all bets would be off the table, and I'd lose my shirt. I'd lose my fucking shirt. That's this week for Feedback Friday, ahs at baldmove.com, or you can, again, get on our forums, forums.baldmove.com, because we have a feedback thread for every episode every week, and we will continue to do so no matter how many episodes this season's got no or how many, how many years it's spread. We will be there with the feedback. We will be there with the feed front. We will be there no matter how many time jumps there is, backwards, forwards, left and right. We're here for you. We're committed. Unlike Ryan Murphy to seeing this through <laughs> so we're not going to get distracted we're not going to chase some shiny ball we're not going to flash back five years ago and start a different podcast we're just going to we're going to give it to you straight uh but we will be time traveling into the future to meet you next wednesday we will and we will see you then have a great weekend until then i'm aaron and i'm cecily bye-bye